welcome to day 12 of Podmas for the Autism Mommy podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, Podmas is where I release mini episodes for the first 25 days of December leading up until Christmas as a little gift to my listeners, giving you guys a sneak peek of topics you can expect to hear on the new Autism Mommy podcast, which is starting on Monday, December 27th. Now, before we get into today's topic, I just wanted to remind you to please rate, review, and subscribe. Please rate five stars. It just gives me a little boost to make sure other mothers and other parents can actually come across this podcast and learn from it. Also, give me a review. Let me know how you're liking Podmas and if there's any topics you would like me to discuss or if there's any guests you would like me to reach out to to come onto the podcast. And then finally, subscribe because, duh, you don't want to miss an episode. Like, who does that? <laughs> so anyways, today we are going to be talking child care, all right? Again, if this is your first time, then you should know that I am the mother of a 12-year-old boy with autism named Ethan, so I have a little bit of experience with looking for childcare, trying to secure childcare, and all that jazz. Childcare is essential for living life as a parent, whether it's getting someone to watch your child while you work or run errands, or just if you need quality adult time to yourself. There are just certain places you cannot take your kids. And I know firsthand finding someone to watch your child, especially one that has a hard time communicating, is difficult as fuck. I was fortunate enough to have my sister watch Ethan for many years while I worked. But once that was over, I was on the hunt to find not only a sitter I could trust, but also someone who had the patience to, I don't want to say deal with Ethan, but to handle him and everything that comes along with his diagnosis. Patience and understanding was paramount. And I also needed someone who was in my area who didn't cost a million dollars a week. I I mean, that would just have defeated the purpose of me working. I already felt the $200 that I was paying a week for childcare was ridiculous, to be honest. But, you know, I had to do what I had to do. And that seemed to be like the minimum payment I can find. But I also found out how quickly Ethan was being turned away from daycares or after school programs. It is so sad how little resources parents of kids either on the spectrum or just with special needs, period, have when it comes to child care. It's like America... (laughs) I don't I, I don't understand it because America wants you to work, right? But they don't provide any help or any assistance or any regulations when it comes to these child care facilities. Like, yeah, there's a law. I think it's like part of the Disabilities Act or something like that that says that your kid cannot be turned away because of their diagnosis or disability, but the loophole around it is that they can evaluate your child and basically say that their program is not suitable for their needs. But nobody wants to be suitable (laughs) for kids with autism. And especially in New York City, I literally, I had such a hard time finding after-school programs or daycare facilities or anything like that 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 could, you know, benefit Ethan or just accept him while I was at work. Even his school didn't offer after school. 
And it's even more wild how there are no resources for kids on the spectrum when literally one in every 44 children is diagnosed with autism. That's a lot of kids. And all of these kids are unable to go into many programs. When I was living in New York, Ethan's special school, like I mentioned, didn't even offer an after-school program in the off chance that parents worked. And anything that they offered as far as like resources were concerned were always in the middle of the day during school hours. And to be honest, it made me feel like my son was such a burden, you know, like the fact that they didn't want to offer childcare or after school programs. It's like they need to push him out the door as soon as school is over, as soon as their limit is done, because he's so difficult and kids with special needs are so hard and these teachers are overworked, which they are, but maybe have a separate staff for an after-school program, obviously that's not going to happen because the way the DOE budget is set up, they don't want to pay extra for anything. I'm sure it has more to do with the fact that they just don't want to pay for these programs, to be honest. And forget about finding childcare for vacations or school breaks. I had such a hard time finding people who could stay with Ethan then. Every September, I would try to plan out what days I could take off from work, what days his father could take off, or what days his father already had off that I didn't have to worry about. And then I would rally in the troops, like my mom and my sister. But even then, there were breaks where I had no childcare, and I really just had to figure it out. It's so stressful to live in a city where there are so many resources for the quote-unquote typical kids and not have any that are affordable programs for children like Ethan. There was one program I tried that charged me $900 for a three-day camp where I still had to pick up Ethan at 3 p.m. So on top of me paying the $900 and taking him to camp every day and being late to work, I also had to leave work early to pick him up by 3 o'clock. So I was still losing time from work while on top of paying all of this money for a camp that was only for three days. And they literally were like playing games in an office building. Like that's what the camp was. It wasn't anything special. It was during winter break. So it's not like they could be outside playing or anything like that. It was it was ridiculous. And that was the only time I did something like that. It's so disgusting. So disgusting. One program that kind of sort of saved me was the OPWDD program in New York, which is the Office for People with Developmental Disabilities, which helped me get a home health aide to stay home with Ethan in our house while I was at work. Now, I don't know what it's like state by state, but the process of getting him approved took about, in, in total, it took about five years because we had we went through the process once and then the laws were changed and we had to start over about two and a half years in and then it took another two years for us to get approved. Not to mention, once I was able to get the aid, they were completely unreliable and not specially trained to handle special needs children. 
but I was able to save the $200 or $300 a week that I was spending on childcare. But what also came with that was last minute call outs, um, last minute changes in the actual aid, having new people in my house, having to try to figure out um, I didn't want to give people my keys. I had to get a, a camera security system installed in the apartment so I could see what was going on to make sure that these people weren't mistreating my kid. It was it was a lot. It was a lot. And while it did provide some sort of relief financially, it really didn't alleviate any stress that I was having in when it came to my child's care. So if you are in a bind, look to see how you can get a home health aid in your state, but have a backup plan. And I would definitely 100% recommend getting a camera system, nanny cams or something like that installed in your house just to be sure. And I would get cameras that you can visually see because I feel like once the, you don't, you don't want to have a nanny cam that's hidden and then you find out after the fact that your kid is being abused or mistreated or anything like that. No, I want you to know that I am recording you and you will see the cameras recording you. Also, another resource to use when looking for childcare is to use Facebook as a resource to find qualified, dependable caretakers that are pri- that you would pay privately if that's something that you're able to do. Join a special needs family group in your area, see who people trust and recommend. It is a hard vetting process, but it's totally worth it. Um, one of the babysitters that I found for Ethan was recommended by um, a family friend who had experience with this person and also knew that they had experience with children with special needs because one of her children had special needs. Um, So it's always good to get recommendations word of mouth for sure. I know it's hard and I know it's stressful, but you got this mama. Just stay focused and remember... Bitch, you doing a good job. Bitch, you doing a good job. Bitch, you doing a good job. Bitch, you doing a good job.